Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Iron Brew Podcast. Brad Mel, Matt Blanchard and Matt Ellis. Um, so two games we'll have a look at on this one. A little bit of Carlisle and then Port Vale from the weekend. Now, obviously, if you remember on the last one, we just played Exeter, lost 4-0. We wanted a bit of a response. I suppose to some extent you get that with Carlisle. We've talked a lot this season about how goals are a problem for this team and, you know, we, we get two there. But the manner of the, the way that we folded, really, you know, in the last 10 minutes, it, it's definitely something to discuss. Um, Matt, you saw the Carlisle game. So a pretty decent start, really. You get a goal about three minutes in, don't we? And it's Jarvis. And I think maybe let's let's frame the discussion around Jarvis because we know from last season, well, he hardly featured, didn't know a lot about him. This season, obviously, we know he's still struggled with injuries and, and COVID, and et cetera. But he's been pretty good this season, I think. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I think he's probably been one of the most promising um, parts of the season, really, so far since he since he's come back into the side. Uh, obviously, not had much pre-season, uh, but I think he's done really well when he's when he's come in. I think he's won quite a lot in the air, um, holding the ball up pretty well. Um, still, don't think he's getting as as much help as he probably needs up there. Um, but yeah, it was, it was good for him to get a goal because I think actually um, from the last few games he, he's probably deserved one for his work rate, and you know he's he's, he's done he's done well. So. Um, yeah, it was nice to see him score, and obviously, I think he's he's had issues off the pitch with COVID and things like that. And um, you know, it sounds like he's had it pre- pretty tough. So, um, yeah, good to see him back playing. And I know there were kind of question marks over him last season, but yeah, for me, I mean, you, you can't really criticise um, the work he's he's kind of putting in. I think he's he's putting a shift in, and um, the one question mark is whether he's going to score many goals. I think that's the big thing, whether um, he's kind of the man that's going to get you sort of 10 goals like Loft did last year to, to potentially, um, you know, we're going to need someone like that, aren't we, if, if we're going to stay up this season. And um, yeah, there's question marks whether he's the man, but um, yeah, I think the, the shift he's put in and, and you know, he's, he's worked hard. I think he's um, he's deserved the goal. And yeah, as I say, he's been one of the, kind of better players I would say in the last few games well I think you see that at the Port Vale game as well don't you I mean certainly first half a lot of the play I mean a lot of the play descended into sort of long balls forward didn't it but he was holding a lot of them up as you say and you know he was doing flicks on he was winning a lot of possession I think we're just seeing at the minute that he definitely needs somebody with him and I I do like Scrimshaw I, I do think he's good but we weren't getting that at Port Vale were we no, I think with with Scrimshaw, again, you can't really fault his work rate. I think he's, um, you know, he puts a shift in. He does a hell of a lot of running, um, closing down, and things like that. Um, just a shame he's probably not got a little bit more pace because I think at times that that's maybe something that lets him down a little bit. Um, you know, obviously can't help it, but um, you know, there's, there were a couple of occasions yesterday when if he had an extra yard of pace, who knows? You know, he might have got there in front of the defender and been able to create something but again I mean as as a partnership I don't think we've really seen the best of them I don't know if they're going to be the partnership long term moving forward I think obviously Loft's coming back in uh, and I think that'll be a big plus because I think we do need someone else up there someone else that can, can 
kind of take a bit of pressure off um, those two a little bit. Um, I, as we've said previously, I, I don't think O'Neill's up to the standard, unfortunately, at, at this moment in time. And, and will he ever be? I don't know. I, I don't think so from what I've seen so far. Um, so, yeah, it, it's kind of down to those three. And uh, I think you're right with Scrimshaw. I think he, he's shown some good bits. Um, but again, they're not quite working for me as a partnership. I think when Jarvis is winning a lot of the balls, there's not that, you know, they're not that close to each other or it's not quite coming off. Scrimshaw's not making that the right run or, you know, he's, he's not running to where Jarvis has flicked it onto. And I think it's, yeah, it's not great, is it? I think I think they're, they're working really hard, but it's just not quite happening at the moment. And, um, you know, it remains to be see, seen whether they can kind of hit it off as, as a two or, um, you know, probably loft as soon as he's fit and, and ready and can see out of his mask. I think he'll, he'll be back in. <laughs> Let's just turn back to the Carlisle game then. So the second goal was obviously from Manny and he was suspended, wasn't he? The game before he got that red card. He comes back in. I, I think we're a lot better with him in the team, aren't we? And I know uh, Port Vale, we, he had a chance as well, which really close to going in, cleared off the line. Uh, good for him to get that goal as well. Yeah, no, it's good. And I think he, he does have quite a few of those chances from sort of set plays. Um, and to be fair, we we don't do enough, do we, really, from kind of um, corners, free kicks, in and around the box. Um, I think the delivery at times, considering, you know, O'Malley, you know, every now and again puts a decent ball in. But I think we've not, we don't really make the most of those situations. We've got some really big lads in there. And it, it frustrates me, really, because you see other teams... Um, you know, every week seems to have someone who can take a, a good dead ball or, you know, put a good cross in. I think Worrell yesterday for Port Vale put some great balls in. Um, and, you know, we're lacking in that area a little bit, I think. And, um, you know, it was a good, good ball in from O'Malley on um, at Carlisle. And, uh, yeah, good good finish from Manny, obviously, unmarked. And uh, you'd expect him to score from there. But it's nice to see one of those go in. And, um, you know, we do need to do better from those because at the end of the day, we don't really look like scoring from open play. Um, so we've got to do more, you know, in, in the box. We've got to be better in, in the box um, from kind of set plays, things like that. And, and that's something we've really got to work on. But I think it is, you know, I'd say eight, eight nine times out of ten, it is due to poor delivery and, and kind of not beating the first man, which is which is a shame because, you know, that should be, a, you know, should be straightforward for a professional footballer, but we, we've said it many times in the past couple of years that it's it's just not not the case. And um, yeah, I think it, it's something for them to work on, um, definitely, because it, it, we've got to improve in that area. So for 75, 80 minutes of that Carlisle game, you know, we were winning 2-0. Now, I, I was listening to it on the radio. Uh, it sounded by all accounts that first half especially, but for up until we, you know, conceded that first goal, that really, you know, we were looking quite good and we were controlling it. Uh, you, was that the case, Matt? Yeah, I thought so. I think it's, it's probably the best we've played for a while. Um, not creating sort of loads and loads of chances. I think Jarvis had another one where he's, he's just kind of chipped it and it's hit the roof of the net. Um, good effort. I think he, he, he did well, really, with it. Just a shame it didn't kind of fall under the bar, but... Um, but yeah, I think you're right. Um, unfortunately, I think second half, again, maybe a few questionable subs. I think obviously the manager came out and said uh, there were a few injuries and dead legs, things like that. Um, but again, I, I think that kind of killed us off a little bit. And unfortunately, um, you know, Beeston makes a mistake for, for the first one, which is unlike him. I think obviously he came out and apologised after the game. I don't think he needed to. I think he's he's been good for us and he's, he's won us enough points sort of last season um, you know without his goals I think you could probably say that that we'd have gone down so 
And yeah, I don't think there's anything to apologise for, but I think um, it was frustrating because he, he could have just got rid of that. And I don't know what he was trying to do. Uh, and unfortunately, they've managed to squeeze it in. And then after that, I suppose it's back against the wall because although Carlisle didn't really offer much for the majority of the game, I think when that went in, um, you could probably see what was going to come. I think it was, you know, the clock was ticking down, but I think even, even then, um, you knew they were always going to get another chance. And, and unfortunately... They get the equaliser, and I think it's probably knocked the stuffing out of us a little bit because we we played fairly well. Um, you know, we, we looked comfortable on in, in possession, and um, you know, it was it was a decent performance. So for that goal so late, um, you know, it, it did really feel like a loss. And um, you know, I think it's it's one of those. I think if we'd have won that game, um, who knows? We, we may have got a little platform to kick on. Um, and I think the manner that we've kind of conceded late on has just not done any favours for us, really. And um, I'm sure it's probably been a tough week for, for them, really, to bounce back from that because, you know, it was it looked looked like three points in the bag. And it would have been a good away win as well because, obviously, um, you know, historically, it's a tough place to go for us, I think. So, um, yeah, shame. Yeah, it's massively disappointing. And I think it's it's kind of a Scunthorpe United trait, isn't it? To kind of, you know, throw the game away in the last few minutes. Um, we've kind of done it many a season and unfortunately we're still doing it um, <clears throat> so it's, it's disappointing to see but as you said Matt I think you know we we obviously played well for most of the game and it was relatively positive um, to go, go all the way to Carlisle and, and you know put a, a decent show in it's just a, a real you know real kind of disappointment that they couldn't get three points but um, and as you said, I think it probably has affected the team really because the uh, the performance against Port Bell wasn't the best was it so um you know, it's it's not not looking good at the moment. Well, just picking up on what you say there, then, do you think the result at Carlisle that yes, we got a point, yes, it was a draw, but really, it did feel like a defeat. Do you think psychologically the players haven't quite shaken that off, and and that's why that I don't know the Port Vale performance. It, in many ways, it, it felt quite flat. Well, I think that there must be some kind of um, you know a little bit of worry in the squad, really, because I think um, we've won two games in twenty seven. Um, so, you know, coming so close to winning a game away at Carlisle after putting in a good performance, it's always going to kind of hit you pretty hard, isn't it? Because, you know, we've, we've, we've barely won in the past couple of years. You know, we, we just don't seem to know how to do it, unfortunately. <clears throat> um, and coming so close and then sort of throwing it away like in the last minute is, is obviously going to have an effect on the players. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's massively disappointing. But <clears throat> at the same time, I think if we had won the game against Carlisle, we, we obviously... Um, we would have moved up the table a little bit, and then you'd like to think that the, the kind of the players and, and and the team would, you know, that the mindset would be a little bit better going into the game against Port Vale um, because something wasn't quite right. Well, let's look at Port Vale then in a bit of detail because you know, as we said, it, it was disappointing, but also it was I don't know, it just felt like almost like an inevitability about it, really. And I I think well, we spoke about it at half time, didn't we, Matt? You know, the the atmosphere around the place was it was quite strange yesterday, wasn't it? I mean. You know, we, obviously we conceded shortly before half time. There'd not been an awful lot in the game really at that point. Uh, you know, we'd done okay. There was nothing special. They, I, I just thought they looked quite good actually. You can see why they're they're up the top end of the table. And um, they had some nice nice play actually. I thought throughout the game, but first half I don't think there was a lot in it. But then just at half time, it, it, it was just flat, wasn't it? There was just no reaction to anything. Like no clapping, no booing, nothing like that. It, it just sort of stopped. Yeah, I think you're right with that. Um, yeah, it was, it was a bit odd, I thought, yesterday. Um, obviously, the first thing that kind of strikes you when you walk in, there's less and less people every week. 
um, sort of on the terrace, especially, you know, I don't know, you, you just remember back and, and when the club put things out, you know, games in, in the past, you, you're looking, even in when we was in Division 3, um, sort of in the early 2000s, that, that terrace was still full, you know, loads of people behind the goal and you just don't see that anymore. Um, and it, it just, yeah, it's just it's just less and less every week. Um, and you're kind of looking around, I know Port Vale brought a decent um Followed probably about five hundred yesterday, but you're looking round at the the home stands, and I don't know. I, I think there were probably less than two thousand home fans, and I think it's gonna kind of get less and less um, as as we kind of progress because you know things on the pitch um, aren't looking good, and I think fans are, are kind of voting with their feet now uh, about things that are happening off the pitch or you know lack of things happening off the pitch, um, and it's sad to see. You know, it's. Um, it's it's just terrible, really. I think it's um, it's just disappointing that you know we've we, we I know we, we spoke about it last season and how bad we were, sort of thing. And, and obviously, there was a little bit of optimism uh, after the Tranmere game this season. I thought um, you know there were signs there that potentially um, you know we we may be okay. But I think last few games, I don't know. I just think. I don't really know what to say anymore about, about the situation. I just think we're kind of heading one way. And um, I think you're right about the inevitability. I think as soon as Port Vale scored, um, it was kind of game over, wasn't it? And it was just, yeah, it was flat. I think the, the I know there was you know, a bit of singing from the, the terrace, but other than that, you know, I think it, it was just weird, weird atmosphere. And I think it's going to get worse as, as we go through. Um, you know, I think um, Port Vale, as you say, looked a decent side. I thought they moved the ball quite well at times. Um, and I know Cox kind of came out after the game, said there was wasn't much between the two sides, but I always felt that they were kind of keeping us at arm's length. Really, I, I don't think we really tested their keeper. I know Beeston had, had the one effort, um, but other than that, you know, it was a fairly comfortable afternoon for for Port Vale, really. And I think if they had to up it, I think they could have done and, and could have put us away, you know, by a couple more goals. To be fair, um, which is worried. Um, you know, I know they're a decent side and, and they've they've got some good players, but. Um, again, I think in the Tranmere game we we saw quite a lot of shots on target, and you know we we looked quite good in spells, and we just seem to have gone backwards since that. And uh, I think there's various factors for it. Um, and it's, yeah, it's it's just worrying, um, and I think you know all the kind of bookies. I think we're we're now favourites to to finish bottom and finish well to go down. And um, at the moment, I don't think you can argue against it. Well, I think we'll we'll do a lot of the off-field stuff shortly. I think after the game, because there's there is we've had a lot of questions in and comments in about that sort of stuff, as you can imagine. Uh, let's just turn to the game. I, I think you're right, Port Vale. Um, they looked like they could step it up if they wanted to. I think every time they got the ball back off us, and when they did go on a bit of a break, it it looked like they were they were going to do something, you know, semi-dangerous. Like the there was a moment, wasn't? It? I think it was actually on the highlights, so you can see it if you can have, if you want to have a look at it. Um, it's just simple passes, just like straight through the defence, you know, out to wide, get the shot in, Watts makes a decent enough save. But it's sort of a precursor to the the goal, really, isn't it? Just in the sense that we're not we're not closing them down, you know, we're not getting to them. I mean, look at the goal that we do concede, you know, right before half-time. Little header, the player does about, what, four or five little sort of touches, like keep you up type touches, sends it straight over the top, and then it's in under Watson. It's just, I don't know, I don't know. I mean, like, we've got to be doing a lot better than that. Yeah, it's 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 not great, is it? And it's it's not just that when he's in in the box, it's just the, the entire kind of build up play. Um, 
most Consult United player seems to be interested in in like really closing the ball down at all. There's just a few kind of half-hearted jokes towards the direction of which the ball is travelling, and then the guy gets in the box, and that's it. We're one down, aren't we? So um, it's it's just abysmal. Like the, the entire team can be pretty, you know, <laughs> embarrassed about that goal. To be quite honest, because it's not just one player. It's no nobody's interested in putting any pressure on the ball whatsoever. They're just um, sort of going through the motions and. And kind of, they, they don't look like they really care, to be quite honest, in, in, in that instance. And it's, it's it's kind of obviously not great, is it? Because, you know, without that, it's, it's a point, isn't it? Um, so, yeah. I think, I think that's that's in that instance. <clears throat> I think I would agree with that. I would probably bring up, I would question the sort of fact that they don't care in the sense that I think, I think generally they do. I just think not a lot of it, mm-hmm. they're not up to it. Or, you know, they're, they're facing teams that we're not up to beating. Yeah, that's... I agree with that. I mean, I would say that, you know, over the past few seasons, we've had players and, and teams that quite clearly couldn't care less um, about the results. And and I don't think that that is this team. I think that, you know, one thing that Cox has done is is kind of put a little bit of pride back into into the players, the way they play and, and things like that. And, and I think you are right there, Brad. Um, but as it, just in this instance, it was just, I'm not really sure what on earth was happening because nobody seemed to want to close the ball down. And yeah. there was at least three or four players who had um, kind of good opportunity to do that. And it was abysmal, really. Yeah, I, I mean, I think you see the difference, really. When If we just turn back to Carlisle for a second, you know, when they got that goal at 80 minutes, it, as Matt says, it is back to the wall, isn't it? And then they're, they're rewarded for that right at the end with, you know, their, their equaliser. Look at us, you know, yesterday, towards the end, we were in their box for sure. You know, we were up at that end of the pitch. We're not really doing anything. We didn't look like scoring at all. No, I think the the one was beasting. I think it was a good effort. Obviously, keeper made a good save. Um but yeah, no, nothing really. And I think we were we were kind of chasing the game. Um, Port Vale was sort of winning most things, you know, crosses into the box, things like that. They were um, they were seemed to have the upper hand there. And I think that obviously once Jarvis had gone off and and you've got Hallam um, and Scrimshaw, you know, two two little guys really against against two big centre halves. Um, you've got to kind of change approach a little bit and. All we were trying to do was was either lump it forward or, or whip it in, and unfortunately, there was just no one in in the box that was going to win a header. Um, I thought that was a bit strange. I know um, apparently Jarvis had a dead leg, but um, you know, even sort of reluctance to throw one of the defenders up. I know we'd use the subs. Uh, I think eventually put Manny up there just for a couple of minutes. Um, but you know, we were getting the balls into the box and. We could have done with someone, just Manny or Taft, anyone, just to cause a bit of a nuisance, really. Um, you know, we've seen other teams do it when when they've come to us trying to get a goal and and it's worked. And you know, it's, it's not guaranteed to work, but it would have helped a little bit of height in there, um, just to kind of put them under a little bit of pressure. Um, but yeah, I think you're right. Uh, obviously, Manny had the one that was sort of cleared off the line. Um, but other than that, nothing really from from open play. Um, Again, which is which is disappointing. I think they they were comfortable um, and they sort out really well. I know there was sort of um, yeah a little bit of time wasting from their keeper as well, which which managed to run the clock down really well. Um, which you know you don't like to see it, but I think we could get better at, at times. Um, you know, uh, managing games. I think at Carlisle, you know, it'd be nice to see one of ours do something like that. Um, so it's just those kind of situations we, we're just not quite there um, but I think you're right overall I, I just think some of them aren't up to it really um, unfortunately I think um, you know, there's, there's quite a lot of effort there but 
yeah, some of them just just not really up to this level. Um, and one I was again really disappointed with was Milan. I thought um, there were a few more promising signs at Carlisle. I thought he had a lot better game, but I thought he had a, a shocker again yesterday. Um, not sure he, he was kind of caught out of position a lot. Um, just kind of yeah, just didn't know where to be. Beaten for pace quite a few times and. At the moment, I mean, it's, it's not looking like a great signing. I think I'd rather have um, either Rowe or, or Pew back there, to be honest. Uh, and I think once you've taken Pew out the side, whether he's at right back or midfield, you lose a bit of that aggression. You lose a bit of um, that kind of, I don't know, you, you lose a bit of bite in there. And I think that we were missing that yesterday. I think they had the control of the midfield, definitely. Um, particularly with Beeston out on the left, I, I just don't understand that um, at all. You know, we, when he's our best midfield player and he's playing on the left, so um, he can kind of accommodate um, Wood and, and Perry. Um, don't don't really get it. Um, so yeah, I think the, the manager and, and the management have got to look at it because I think they've, they've been getting it wrong for a while. Um, and yeah, it, it's just not good enough. Well, one thing we'd mentioned, I think, on the last one, wasn't it? Um, Mason O'Malley, you know, he was absent for a long time. He's back in the last couple of games. And you we talk about balls in the box. He was another one, I think, wasn't he? He was getting some in. But as you say, there's, there's nobody there to meet him. But how, how do you think he's done on his return? Yeah, I mean, I think he got his assist against Carlisle, which was which was nice for him coming back into the side. Um, and he's done OK. Uh, I think, actually, down the left-hand side, we, we're not too bad. I think um, most of... Sort of the, the chances for the opposition seem to come down that right hand side. Yesterday, um, you know, we, they seem to be going down that that way quite a lot. Obviously, Hippolyte was was down there, and, and Milan. I think they were um, poor really down that side all day. I think um, you know O'Malley not really done a lot wrong. I think he's 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 done okay, um, and it'd be interesting when Thompson. Obviously, I think he had a dead leg, didn't he? So. Um, you know, when he's when he's fully fit, it'd be interesting to see who he goes with, whether it is O'Malley or whether it is Thompson, because you know he was favouring Thompson for for a little while, um, and you know I don't think he'd done a lot wrong either, to be honest. I think he's he's had some decent games, um, a couple not so good, but he's he's not been that bad. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see what he does there. But I think um, yeah, it's it's one that the fans are kind of gonna going to question a little bit um, because obviously O'Malley had a decent season last season um, and yeah I mean it's, it's nice to see him back in because I think he he probably um, you know he's probably about time we, we know he's every now and again he can put a good ball in I think last season we saw at times where we utilised that Loft getting on the end of a couple um, and, and scoring a few goals and I think you know that's, that's probably our best chance of scoring at the moment so uh, I can see why he's back in um, but yeah moving forward who knows? Uh, he was favouring Thompson, so it'll be interesting to see if he brings him back in. I think at this point of the season, you know, we're getting a bit of an idea about you know what players can do, you know, do what, who, who what our best sort of lineup is in in some regards. Um, another one, obviously, yesterday is that Davis doesn't play because you know he had that head injury, didn't he? And you know, he has had to have the stitches in it. Um, what, what do you think about that? Do you, did you think we missed him against Port Vale? Do you think you know that was something that contributed to the to the defeat? Um, yeah, I mean, with with Davis, obviously he's, he's experienced, and I think um, you know a few weeks ago now, I was saying that he's been quite good. Um, you know, he, he surprised me actually because I wasn't expecting too much from him, and he's, he's had quite a few good games. But <laughs> ever since that comment, he's been really poor. Um, I know, obviously, granted the the game um, when he when he went down with a head injury, I think he he was actually 
concussed after that. So, um, you know, he, he did well to carry on uh, for for a, for a part in that game. Um, but yeah, he's, he's not been great recently. I think uh, you go back to the game, uh, Northampton game. I think he was all over the place. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to see when he's back fully fit, whether he's in there as, as kind of a, a five again and, and they go with the two wing backs. Um, it was looking okay um, when he was playing that previously. Um, but again, I'm, I'm not really sure what formation he's kind of playing at the moment. I know yesterday he said it was 4-4-2, but you know, we're beasting on, on the left. He's not an out-and-out winger. Um, and again, with Hippolyte, Hippolyte likes to drift in. He's, he's not a winger as such, is he? I think he's, um, you know, he's, he's not going to bomb down and get many crosses in. And, and beasting isn't, that's not his game, you know. And it's, it's okay saying 4 4 2, but I think in, in reality it wasn't. And, um, you know, I think um, it, we, it's difficult because you look at the bench, we, we all agreed that Green probably needed a rest, um, wasn't really doing it. I thought when he came on yesterday, he was okay, but I don't know. I don't know if he's kind of up to it. I think he's had enough chances and, um, you know, he, he could have scored a few goals already this season and, and hasn't quite kind of um, done it for me. So, um, yeah, it's, I, I don't know. I don't know kind of where we go really with, with it. I think he'll want to get Davies back in given he's a captain and, and he's kind of... Um, you know, one of his own players, I guess, that he's brought in. Um, but again, I don't think he's going to sacrifice Manny because I think we, we defend better when Manny's on the pitch and, and Taft's doing okay as well. So, um, yeah, it's, it's big decisions, really. Um, and I think he, he's probably going to favour the five at the back again. Well, as we're talking about formations and players and things like that, I'll maybe turn to a couple of the comments. Now, as, as you can imagine, after a game, especially after defeat, you know, we get sent loads of stuff. Um, it, you know, a lot of the time it's like, I don't know, just people sort of saying how crap it was, that sort of stuff. Interestingly, today for this one, a lot of the stuff seems to be like just bypassing that side of it completely and just and focusing in on on players and formations and you know, what's going on. And Matt, you, you've alluded to it already in the sense that it, it does feel like we're trying to accommodate players in this team, certainly in midfield. Um, people saying in uh, that basically, essentially, you know, why is our midfield pairing not Pew and Beeston? And it seems that that is the obvious one. Um, in linking to that, a, a lot of people are bringing up Perry. Um, so one here, you know, he's saying he's too lightweight. Uh, another one uh, from Michael, why have Perry on if you're bypassing him? Uh, so you know it, that sort of stuff. Do you, do you feel like we are accommodating players? Because I, I feel I feel like we are. Like you say, with with Beeston out on the left yesterday, it does feel like that. Yeah, I think he got a bit of stick, didn't he, when Beeston was dropped? I think we were we were rightly asking the question why he's not on the pitch because I think um, you know he, in central midfield he does a lot of work. He, he gets his foot in. He wins tackles. Um, and you know he offers that goal threat as well. I think you know he obviously could have scored yesterday um, and. He scored quite a few last season, which we've already spoken about, um, you know, as well. So I think you look at it and you think, why is he on, on the left? Well, he's probably trying to accommodate Wood. Um, Wood, I don't think he's, he's done a great deal wrong. I think he looked quite good at his debut, um, on his debut at Northampton, spread the ball about quite well. But I don't think it's enough to be keeping Pew out the side, who, who I thought has been brilliant earlier on in the season. And then with Perry... 
you know, I think he's he looks tidy in possession at times. I think he's um, you know he keeps the ball fairly well, but again, he's a bit of a luxury in this side. I think if you're at the top of the league and playing well and playing really attractive football, I think he could look quite good, and I think he'd, he'd be a decent asset. Um, but unfortunately, in this side, um, you know, we need players to do the dirty work. He's not a tackler. He's never going to be a tackler, and. Um, Sadly, I just don't think that midfield works. I think we've seen it a few times um, where I think Exeter completely dominated the midfield. Um, I think you look at yesterday, I think they they completely dominated the midfield. Um, And yeah, for me, it's just not working with with those two, with with Perry and Ward. And I think, um, I know we keep banging on about about Pugh, but he must be looking at it thinking, what have I got to do? Because... You know, he, he was winning tackles. He was he was aggressive. He was he was actually creating chances and, and getting forward and, and trying to make things happen. Um, and I don't really think the others are kind of warranted a place ahead of him um, from from what I've seen. And it, it's disappointing for him really. Um, and I'm sure he'll be asking questions. You know, what have I got to do to get back in? Because he was one of our better players, and, and he's he's just kind of dropped off. I know he's been on the bench, but he's he's not even getting a chance off the bench. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a very odd one. Um, and I, I think you're right. I think he's accommodating players, um, trying to kind of maybe justify the loan deals. Uh, I know Hackney's not featuring the last couple. Obviously, came on yesterday. I thought he actually, I thought he held the ball up. Uh, sorry, travelled with the ball okay. And I think he was trying to make things happen. Um, but, you know, I think wasn't wasn't the best. Uh, it wasn't brilliant. Um, but yeah, it, it just seems there's, there's players out of position again. And, and sadly, when you're playing your best players out of position, it's, it's not going to end well. And I just think play your best players in the best positions and, and we might start picking up some points. I, I just don't think it's working as it is at the moment. Well, another comment just sort of, I guess, echoes that. Uh, and, I, and actually, if you listen to Neil Cox's interview afterwards, he did, he did mention Jem last time, didn't he, uh, last season? But we were talking about last year, how we had no experience there. When Karajan came in, it, it sort of helped us out. One from Johnny here, experience wins a midfield battle for me. We've got young boys trying to compete and they are trying to be fair to them, but there's nobody there to learn from, thrown in at the deep end and struggling big time. Do you think that's a fair assessment of what's going on? Yes, it is. Um, but I think one of the bigger problems at the moment is that we've got so many midfielders, Cox doesn't know what to do with them. Um, and I think that's one of the issues. And I think that, you know, obviously you, you kind of seeing play, players played out of position. Um, Beeston uh, sort of like on the wing, which is really not what he does, is it? Um, but at the same time, I think, as, as we said, I think he's trying to rest green a little bit. Um, and with no real other quality there, he's got to play him. Um, but at the same time, you know, as you said, Matt, where, where is Pew? And, and he's kind of been one of the bright sparks of the season so far, which is, is good to see because he's obviously um, come through the, um, the setup here at the club. Um, but I think that, you know, yes, that there is that kind of sort of, you know, serious lack of experience in the centre of midfield. I think Beeston provides it in a certain respect. But I, I, he's not, not inexperienced, but he's not kind of that experienced head like, like obviously Karakan was last season. Um, but I think that, I, you know, I honestly think that they, they thought Kenya would be that. Um, and obviously he's out injured, so he can't um, be that at the moment. And, you know, to be quite honest, what we saw of Kenyon so far, he, he didn't look very good. Um, he's, he's not really been given a fair crack, has he? And obviously he's injured, so it's difficult to see. Um, so we, we're not going to know that. So I think that, you know, it's, 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 I think it's a combination of that kind of 
injury situation and they've kind of re- we are overloaded in midfield and, and yes we are overloaded with inexperience which makes it difficult for the manager to to kind of decide what he's going to do but obviously it's a problem of his own making because he's signed these players hasn't he so yeah I mean I, personally I, I, this Kenyan situation um, I don't think we'll ever see him to be honest um, <laughs> I just think obviously it sounds like there's a setback with his injury I think it, it sounds like it's a bit more serious than they first thought um, you know they were saying He'll be back in a couple of weeks, and and now it sounds um, sort of a long term one. I, I just don't think we'll see him. Um, and you know, from what we saw earlier on in the season, I think you're right, Matt. I don't, I don't think we're really missing much there. Um, I know he's experienced, and um, potentially, you know, that 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 is good, and, and you do need some experience, but you also need someone that's that's quite mobile in there in the middle. And he wasn't. Um, he was. For me, he was just he looked overweight and and just really struggling to get around the pitch, um, and yeah, it's, it's, I don't think he would make any difference whatsoever, to be honest. Um, sadly, um, but yeah, I, I think you're right. I think he's signed sort of too many central midfielders. We questioned it at the time. Obviously, on deadline day, brings in another couple. I know Hackney obviously can play a bit further forward. But yeah, you're kind of overloaded and I think we mentioned it last time, this is kind of where players start to get pissed off because they're not playing or they're out of the side or playing out of position um, to accommodate others. And, and again, I think there were other areas that probably needed strengthening ahead of that central midfield. But yeah, I don't know. At the end of the day, um, it's, it's probably going to come to a head because you know you look at the fixtures, <clears throat> October looks a really difficult month on paper. Um, and I just don't know. I mean, the thing is, last season we obviously stuck with with Cox <clears throat> through to the end, and okay, um, you know he kept us up. Um, <clears throat> but in that run at the end of the season was was an absolute shocker. Um, and I don't know how long do you give it really if if we are struggling. I know he's missing Loft, and I know Loft's going to be a big player, and um, hopefully when when we can get him back. Um, but Again, I don't know if Loft is is the one that's going to make all the difference and he's going to make enough difference to kind of get us um, moving up the table. Um, and you look at it and you look at October and <clears throat> some of the fixtures we've got coming, obviously tough trip, I think Barrow on a Tuesday. Uh, you've got Forest Green coming up who, you know, last few seasons have, have battered us. Newport um, as well. Yeah, Newport, you know, yeah. all, all solid sort of League Two sides. Um, and... You know, if you if we lose a couple more of those, we're in big trouble. I think we're already in big trouble. Let's be honest. I think um, we're already in that bottom two, and you know it's very difficult to see a way out at the minute. And you know, I think there's is is anyone bothered? That that's the that's the worrying thing for me. Is Swan bothered? You know, he, he doesn't turn up to games anymore. Uh, we rarely hear from him anymore. Um, sort of gone missing, hasn't he, for the last few weeks? Um, there's, there's just nothing. I think something, you know, something needs to give. I think we need an update. We need to know kind of what what the what the plan is really. Um, because last season, I know, kind of COVID and things like this, it, it was very difficult. But we've not got those excuses this time. And and Cox has managed to go out and, and sign supposedly his own players. Um, Apart from a couple, of, I know we had a decent-ish start, um, but you know the wheels are quickly falling off, and I think something has got to happen to to stop that because, you know, we saw last season um, how kind of you, you can get in a rut and, and you go on that 
that run, and Matt's already mentioned sort of two wins in 27, um, something like that. You know, that can't keep going forever. And something at some point is, is going to have to give, especially if we don't start picking up results sooner rather than later. Well, as, as you said earlier, we've sort of already seen it, really. I mean, there is every home game, there's less and less people on the terrace. And it's, it's literally people are voting with their feet now, really, isn't it? it, it every time I, I get there, you know, on a Saturday, 10 minutes before kickoff, five minutes before kickoff, it's, it's less each time. You look at the terrace, it, it's sparse now, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's, it's a bit worrying, isn't it? And I think that um, I know that the kind of attendance was was twenty five hundred yesterday against Port Vale. I think Port Vale brought a decent amount. I think they brought about 400, 400, 500 fans, um, which is, is is obviously a half decent turnout. But you know, what are the real figures? <clears throat> and once we play like teams like maybe Newport and Forest Green at home, which we will do very soon, and, and they're bringing like a hundred and hundred and fifty, um, and the real figures for kind of the amount of Central United fans turn up to games as well, you, you're going to be a lot too closer to 2,000 than you think. Um, so, you know, people really are voting with their feet at the moment, and it seems that the chairman is also voting with his feet because he's, he's had enough as well, and he's only been to one game this season, um, which is obviously a massive concern given that the fact that we seem to be sinking without a trace, not only on the pitch, but behind the scenes as well. Um so yeah, I think I think I think for one thing is like gem- generally to be fair, you, you don't expect a chairman to be there every single game, but you are right. There is there is a sort of noticeable absent presence at the minute. Well, I, I don't know. You know, I mean, he's 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 a self-confessed football man, isn't he? You know, surely um, you're kind of you're the chairman of the football club. Um, you know, you don't live that far away. Um, you know, if if you're really into it, you're going to go every game, aren't you? I mean, I know I would. Um, and I know a lot of chairmans do go to every home game they can get to. And, and you know, Peter seems to be, um, his appearance have vanishingly thin at the moment, which is obviously very, really, really worrying. Um, and I don't really know what else to say on that, to be honest. Well, comment from comment from York Iron here, actually, you mentioned about the fans leaving. Um, I think we seriously have to question where the club is going. Can easily see us struggling to reach 1,500 mark in terms of home fans very soon. Yeah. Well, exactly. And that's where we're heading. That is where we're heading. And, and and I know it's early in the season. We've only played nine games. We are in the relegation zone, um, you know, and, and we're already looking a bit listless. Um, and given what's happened in the past few seasons, where we've kind of scraped by um, on the skin of our teeth. And I think that, um, you know, my, my, my worry is that we sink without a trace and the club, once it goes down that trap door, it, it, it doesn't come back. Um, and, and it's as simple as that. And I've already spoken about, um, you know, the kind of budgets of teams in the conference. That's oh, there's big clubs down there. Exactly. And look at Grimsby, you know, they've, they've obviously, they've given it a go. They're getting really, really big crowds at the moment with obviously the massive uplift from the, from the new owners. And it seems to be working out with them and, the, and they're getting like kind of, you know, really great cuisine at halftime and all that shit. I mean, I know it's relevant, but... Um, you know, I mean, nachos with jalapenos, you know, what are we getting? Um, I'm, I'm getting very, very concerned at it, not just the position of the club in the league, but just, just the general direction. And I know this has been concerned for a while, but it, it seems to be coming to a head at the moment a little bit. Um, and, and fans now are really voting with their feet. And, and it's something else to note on as well, I think, that because the terrace looks so so sparse at the weekend, Um generally you know you get you kind of diehard fans in the terrace don't you and once that starts to thin out you know you're not in a good place because these are the people who who would come through thick and thin and, and now they're thinking you know 
I've had enough of this. I can find something better to do on a Saturday that's not going to make me depressed. It's not going to make me wish I, I didn't support Scunthorpe United and, and they, you know, somewhere I can spend some money where I'm going to get some enjoyment out of it. Because at the end of the day, nobody's getting entertained on a Saturday at Glamper Park. Um, nobody's getting value for money on a Saturday at Glamper Park. And there are plenty of other places, you know, in North Lincolnshire that can supply those things for the money you spend. Um, so that is the biggest problem at the moment. Yeah, I'd agree with that. And I think that is the problem. I think there are fans that have been going 50, 60, you know, 30, 40 years, diehard fans that, that barely missed a match. I know a lot, you know, I know a lot of people that just have given up, to be honest. And it's, yeah, I'm it's so, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's so upsetting to see, um, you know, I think the situation with the stadium and, and the transfer of, of the ownership and things like that, I think that was the final nail for, for quite a lot. Um, you know, I think the, there are a massive amount of fans that, that kind of are staying away because of that. They don't really um, accept, but it's, it was the right thing to do. Or they, they, you know, it's, And I, I think it's, it's a very valid point. And, um, you know, I think with, with Swan, um, I think you made some good points, Matt, about, you know, chairman and, and whether it should be at games. I know not not all club chairmen are at every game and and you probably wouldn't expect him to be given he has other business interests and you know he, he's got his horses and things like that that are on a Saturday, which I, you know I can completely understand. Um, but when we were kind of riding high at the top of League One, he was there every week and and you know the the family were there and um, you know his wife was there and at the moment I know she's actually been to a few games. I think she's been to to more than he has this season. Um, but, you know, the problem is we're in this situation. The fans have, have kind of already turned anyway. They're voting with their feet. Um, we need some kind of leadership and, and it needs to come from the top. Um, and if he's not there, we've not heard from him. He's not at the games. You know, you, you're, looking at, you're looking at it and you're thinking, well, you know, what the fuck's going on? Because there's, I don't know. I, I just don't know. I just don't know where we, we're going from here. Um I don't know what, what the plan is. You know, he came on, uh, spoke to us pre-season, said he's still committed, this and that. But yeah, I think I think his absence is is massively worrying. I think, um, you know, maybe staying, he's, he, I think he's, he's going to start getting some stick from the terraces. We've already heard that a couple of games this season. Uh, you know, champs aimed at his, his direction. I don't think he'd be too bothered by that, to be honest, but maybe that's one of the reasons he's staying away because obviously he's getting quite a lot of stick on, on social media and, and, you know, the club's official channel has been, been kind of um, hit with abuse after, after most games. And, and maybe he just thought, you know, he, he's not, he's not going to turn up and, and kind of have that directed at him. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I, I just think it's poor that he's, he's not been there. Um, I think, yeah, he's, when you're struggling and when you're in a bad situation, I think we, we need kind of some reassurance and, um, you know, whether many people believe him and, and believe what he says, I don't know. I, mean, I, I can't speak for all the fans, but I think from what you, you've kind of read online and social media, things like that, people have, have kind of just practically just kind of given up um, with, with the kind of the, the club and, and want a bit of a change. And it's obviously, easier said than done I think it's, it's going to be very difficult and I think he mentions it every time we speak to him that, that no one's queuing up to kind of take the club on and I can get that I can understand that but you know you look at the club now um, what would you what would you be buying really if, if you bought the club is it is it just the name you know because that is essentially what all that's left it is the name and, and that's it and, and the rest and the, and the football league status 
yeah, exactly. But uh, you know that is hanging precariously, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Is it in, that is in the balance, and um, yeah, I think we're in a we're in a shocking situation. To be honest, I think it's uh, it's the worst it's been for a very long time. And you know, even mm-hmm. you think back to when we was at the bottom of the, the table with, with Wharton, and obviously um, when he left for the brief spell, and, and Lawsy was sacked, we were still getting a decent gate. Uh, you know, it was three and a half thousand, maybe something like that. And there was still the support there. But I think, sadly, this feels a little bit different. Well, it feels a lot different, to be honest, than than those days. Um, and the worry, the long term, you know, the, this is the problem. It's, it's the long term future of the club that, that's kind of, um, I don't know, we, we were talking about it, Matt, and we were, we were kind of saying, you know, it's not out of the, the realms of possibility that in in the few years we, we were out of a club. Um, you know, it's it, it could happen. Um, seeing it with with other clubs in the past, obviously, um, getting into difficulty and things like that, and and you know we could be um, on that list. Obviously, we we all hope that that doesn't happen, but um, yeah, something has to change soon, and and we need some kind of leadership from from Swan, and, and we need to know what's going on because at the moment it's just not good enough what what's happening and. Um, obviously on the pitch isn't great but we're not really getting any information off it um, seems to have gone missing and, and that just can't happen I don't think Just to pick up on something you said there Matt I think you know in, in terms of potential investors coming into the club as you know you just said you know, what, what is there for them to buy other than the name of the club really because as you said that the assets have, have been kind of moved across to Peter's um, investment company Coulsock and I think that you're probably right there. Um, and I think that also mirrors kind of the fans' attitude at the moment because, you know, they're, they're coming in into, you know, when they come to the game or if they buy a season ticket or they buy a ticket or they buy anything from the ground, they're buying into the idea of Scunthorpe United, aren't they? They're buying into the idea that the club's going to be here next year. Um, you know, they're, they're going to get some kind of honesty. They're going to get some kind of, um, you know, feeling of community, feel, feeling of kind of, I don't know, pride, if you like, out of the club. Um, and, that, and that's what the football club's for. You know, that's why these institutions exist up and down the country. And I think that the, the kind of the essential elements of a football club at the moment are being very, very slowly picked apart and taken away from the fans. And I think that is something that people are very, very concerned of. And I think, you know, as you said, you know, what, what have they got to buy into? You know, it's the name because I think you're quite right. But once we lose the football league status, as long as with the kind of ground assets and things like that, I think that the football club is 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 very, very precariously kind of sitting above the void, isn't it, really? Because you know, I think once we do drop into that, um uh, you know, into the conference, I, I don't. I, I genuinely think that we don't come back, and I think that it's not a we don't come back Grimsby, where we were kind of in the football wilderness in, in the conference for however many seasons, four or five seasons, and then eventually come back and then obviously got relegated again. But I think that you know we will go down, but I don't think we'll come back. I think we'll be we won't be a Grimsby, but we'll be like a Boston or a, a Chesterfield or a, a Scarborough. Um, you know, and I think that that's that's what's going to happen, unfortunately. And I think that you know, at the moment, we are sort of now just moving into these in, into this kind of in, into this the, basically the end times of the club, late, unfortunately. And I genuinely think that's where we are. And I think that can probably account for the really weird atmosphere against Port Vale and and the fact that the chairman's not turning up and the kind of you know evident lack of kind of leadership just across the whole board really um not the board but across the board if you like um <clears throat> and i think that that's where we are and i think the silence is deafening it's, it's deafening at glamper park and it's, it's it's deafening from the chairman at the moment and and we, we we really are sinking without a trace um and and unfortunately there's nothing we can do about it 
Just before we end, let me draw it back um, just to the pitch just slightly. I, I agree with everything you're saying. I think we are at a point. There is an atmosphere around the place that is at a point. But to some extent, like just a tiny extent, does it come down to being result-based? Because, I mean, like you say, two in 27. We've had comments in here, uh, a couple of them. Uh, what Lang Syne, there's, there's one here, actually. It says, we seem close to wins or draws, but we just can't get there. And I think on the pitch, there's, there is a lot of that sort of sense, isn't there? You know, most of the time the effort is there. It's just the ability is not quite. And you, we talk about half chances and things like that. Think about the Port Vale game. Yeah, Beast in Manny's as well was, you know, he didn't just hit it. He, he sort of half-weighted, got it over the keeper. It was unfortunate to be cleared off the line. Really fine margins. We could have maybe had a point there. Another day you're winning at Carlisle. Is, is it just a case of a, a couple of wins, you know, in, in the near future? And, and this sort of, I, I guess, this sort of pressure, um, like, dissipates for a little bit. I, I think it's deeper than that, to be honest. And I think we've, we've seen it even when we was at the top of League One. Um, what was it? 4,000 fans. You, you could probably say average of 4,000, mm. maybe maybe four and a half. And depending on sort of away attendances, I know we had a couple away, a bit more than that, but generally 4,000, um, which, you know, the football we were kind of playing at the time under Alexander probably warranted more than that. Um and obviously the, the money that Swan threw at it at the time, you know, no one was complaining then. Um, I think there were, some people were raising um, concerns how long that could continue and, and how that spending could kind of be sustainable. Um, but I don't think on the whole, everyone that was going to games, I, I, don't think, I think that was kind of, everyone was sort of enjoying it. And it, it was the least of our worries, really. I think we were, we were watching some decent football, winning games at the top of the league. Um, and, and that's kind of, yeah, yeah, it's, it's maybe a bit of an issue. How long can we keep it up? But no one was that bothered in that moment. And I think, um, you know, that's... You get 4,000 when you're doing really well. Um, from Swan's point of view, he probably looks at that thinking, well, I've thrown money at it. I've still not really got the support of, of the town as such because, you know, that's not a particularly good turnout. And I know we're only a small town, but I think... On the whole, over the, over the past few years, maybe we've, we've been a little bit fickle at times. I think I think that's fair to say. I think I think most people would agree with me with that. Um, however, I think now we're we're at the stage where you know your diehards aren't turning up. You're sub two thousand. Um, I don't think that's just because of the performances. I think it is to an extent. I think if we won three or four games and we we're playing decent football, we might get a few through the gate. Maybe extra. I don't know, five hundred say. Um, but I think the ones that we've lost that kind of make up that, even to the kind of three and a half thousand that, that we used to get as, as an average attendance, we still, you know, I don't know, a thousand away from that at the moment um, that, that's coming through the door on a Saturday. And I think they're the fans that are kind of just completely disillusioned with it all. You know, they've had enough of Swan. Um they don't like things that have happened off the pitch from, from day one, really. I, I think even when we were in League One doing well, there were fans that didn't like Swan and, and had the valid points for, for why and, and you know, um, decided not to go, even when we were doing fairly well. Um, so I, don't, yeah, I think it's deeper. I think even if we won a few, we're not going to get those fans back. I, I think they're, they're gone now um, while, while Swan is here. Um, and... That's that's the reality. I think we've we've seen it the last couple of seasons. Um, 
unfortunately, the football's poor anyway. You know, it's 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 not going to get bums on seats. I know people that sort of um, maybe turn up to two or three every now and again, and and they're just not impressed with, with what they're seeing. You know, the the whole the whole experience of the match day. I mean, the football's one thing, and and most people. I'd be happy if we went, uh, if you went to the game and, and we got a win, most people would be happy with that. But then, you know, if we lose or, or you don't get a decent result and then it, it's all the other things at, at the stadium, you know. When expensive it's, when it's as great. well, isn't it, really? Yeah, it's expensive. And, you know, the catering shit, you can't get a drink at the bar, the drains are flooding and, and your feet are, you know, soaking wet after, after a match if, if it's raining. It's just these things. And I, I know it's, it seems trivial, but you know, it all makes, you know, the match day experience, I suppose. And I think if the if the football's poor, um, you're only going to get the diehards at the, at the end of the day. And there's various other factors that, that are forcing them to stay away. My only concern, though, moving forward is he's already kind of come out in the past and said, well, if I don't get the fans through the gate, then that's going to have a, an impact on revenues. And, and he wants to kind of, not revenue, sorry, but well, yeah, an impact on the revenues and then obviously the, the budget. Um, and given that he wants to be sustainable and, and basically just spend the revenue on on the players rather than um, sort of what, where we'll be 141% of, of turnover on wages, um, the lower the attendance goes, the more excuse he has to kind of keep chopping the budget. And then, you know, he, essentially it's going to be turned around and, and it's our fault because we're not backing the club and, and, and things like that. And I think that's, we're in a, a dangerous position there as well that, yeah, people are pissed off. They're not going, uh, but that that's going to have an even bigger impact. And you're looking ahead to January. You know, we know now that we're going to have to strengthen. Let's be honest, um, we're going to have to strengthen somewhere because otherwise, you know, it's going to be very, very difficult to stay in the division. Um, we're all we're already going to be under the the embargo. We presume <clears throat> in January, very limited amount of, of funds available anyway. Um, but I think you know if, if we go down to kind of sub two thousand on the gate, that's another reason for for the club not to spend the money and and kind of blame the fans. And yeah, it's it's a difficult situation. Um, I don't know what the answer is to be honest. I, I honestly don't know what the answer is. I just think it's a really sa- a sad state of affairs. Really, and it, it's just depressing every time you go down there. There's just just a bad feeling at the place. Uh, I think yesterday for me that was the first time actually. I know the attendances have been dropping off, but there was just something about yesterday um, for me. It just just felt odd, and I think it's just as I said earlier, it's going to get worse. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. Is are we going to see kind of what's happening at Oldham, um, sort of protests and things like that? I wouldn't be surprised. I know people are talking about it. Whether that's the right thing to do, uh, you know, you don't like to see things like that. But I think it's getting to the stage where if there's if the chairman's not around, if if he's not. Um, addressing the fans if, he, if he's not coming out and, and kind of telling us what the plan is um, I think it's only a matter of time before you know the, the heat is on him really and, and I think that, that's going to be evident in the next few weeks especially if we don't pick up points I think it's the players are not going to be the target this time I think I think in the past when they've not tried they've not been trying and you can clearly see they're not trying and, and maybe at times the manager um, you know, hasn't, hasn't made the right decisions. I think this time it's, you know, we, we've got to look past that. We've got to look look past the players. They are trying. And I think the problems, we know the problems are, are a lot deeper than that. And I think it's it's kind of going to come to a head, as, as Matt said, really. 
um, over the coming months. And I think it, it could. It, it's got the potential to, to turn quite, um, you know, nasty sooner rather than later. I think the, the atmosphere around the place is already starting, I think, to turn a little bit. And I think um, over the next few weeks, yeah, I just I can't see it getting any better on the pitch. And I think the worse it gets on the pitch, um, you know, I think it's it's got the, the potential to, to get a bit uh, sort of nasty off the pitch, unfortunately. Right. I think we'll leave it there then. So very tough October coming up. Uh, as you say, it's not going to get any easier. Um, thank you for listening to this. If you have indeed made it this far, it was thoroughly depressing. Uh, we'll see you on the next one. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.